today's scripture comes from the book of Acts, Acts 16, verses 22 through 28, and it reads, The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off of them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The word of God for the people of God. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for coming to see about us, Lord, in this moment. I ask that you will eliminate all distractions, that you would open up our hearts and our minds in a mighty way, Lord, that we would receive all that you have for us, Lord, and we thank you in advance for everything, for everything, for everything. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen. In this particular portion of scripture, we find two primary characters. We find Paul, who was all in on both sides of the coin. We know that Paul, before he came to the revelation of who Jesus and God really was, he, he, he was all in, but on the opposite side, he went after Christians with everything that he had. He went into churches and tore stuff up, threw stuff over, uh, uh, persecuted Christians, even killed some people. He was all in. There was no changing his mind, oh, until that Damascus Road experience. When, when God himself spoke in such a mighty way that, that it changed who he was and he ran after the things of God in a different way, a hundred miles an hour. You see, the good thing that we know about Paul as we read all of his writings and we, we, we've, we've examined him on multiple Sundays and through many Bible studies and Sunday schools is if he was nothing else, he was devoted and he was faithful. Silas is the other character that we find in this particular portion of scripture. We don't necessarily talk about him as much, but we find that in the preceding chapter, chapter 15, he is described to be a leading man, a leading man among brothers. He is described to be one who encouraged and strengthened the brothers. We find him not only to be a great friend to Paul, but also to be a faithful member of the church. Together, these two gentlemen were faithful men that were known to shake up the status quo, preach the gospel of Jesus, and compel others to salvation. You may say that, that this was their very purpose in life, to shake up the status quo, to preach the gospel, and to compel, compel others to salvation. We now find that these two are on a mission to strengthen the churches in this particular area. And while living faithfully unto their call, while living faithfully unto their purpose, while living faithfully unto their God, they find themselves in an interesting situation. 
They're on their way to the place of prayer as the scripture indicates when this spirit and a woman begin to vex them. Upon casting out this spirit, they once again shake up the status quo because now the gentleman that relied on this woman to do fortune telling was really upset because now they've messed with the money. They yet and still were preaching the gospel of Jesus because it was nothing but the power of God that could have moved this spirit out of this woman. And if people were paying attention, they still compelled others unto salvation because if they would open their eyes enough, they would see the difference that was evident in them. For doing all of this, they were beaten and they were jailed. And while in jail, they began to pray and to sing unto God once again, which was different than what people expected. It was different than the status quo. And the prisoners began to listen to them which allowed them to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God literally shook everything up. So much so that the doors flew open and the shackles fell off. You see, it was in this moment that the jailer wakes up and sees that the cells are open and he's about to take his life, but they cry out, we are all here. Do not kill yourself. That must have been a very interesting point in time for this jailer, because I don't know about you, and maybe I shouldn't say this as a pastor, but if the doors fly open, I'll stop. <laughs> we know that the jailer, from the remainder of the scripture, uh, believed in his heart that day and, and, and confessed with his mouth that Jesus Christ was Lord, and he was added to that number. We know that it made such a difference that it saved his entire household. We know these things. Now, I know many of you are looking for me to, to parallel my title, The Freedom of Faithfulness, to the fact that these doors swung open and these shackles fell off, but quite frankly, that's not my sermon for today. Instead, I would like to point out the fact that Paul and Silas were faithful to their purpose in a mighty way, so much so that they, they shook up the status quo, preached the gospel, and compelled uh, others to salvation in the city. They did the same in the church. They did the same in the courts. And yes, they even did the same in jail. They were so faithful to, to that. They were so faithful to that that their environment did not have any bearing on the fruit that their lives would bear. So with the threat of jail, with the threat of persecution, with the threat of pain, with the threat of humiliation, their mindset, their purpose, their faith never changed. Therefore, today's title, The Freedom of Faithfulness, is a reminder that no matter the circumstances, no matter what obstacles you may face, no matter what may come your way, even in jail, you can still be free. In the midst of chaos, you can still find peace. No matter the situation, you can find yourself being content. You see, freedom was never about their environment. They became free the day they accepted Jesus into their hearts. Freedom was never about the opinion of others. For the magistrates locked them in cell to punish them, but instead what they really did was increase the territory of their witness. You see, Paul and Silas found freedom in God and in the purpose of God and had placed their and, and, and the, the purpose that God had placed in their lives. So as long as they were faithful to their purpose, they were free. Walking on the countryside, they were free. 
sitting in jail, still free. People of God, the enemy wants us to believe that we, the light, are surrounded by darkness, captive by its bounds, similar even to this picture that is before us, where the darkness just outweighs the light. But the reality that God is trying to get us to see today is this image. It is the image that shows us that the darkness that may be present, God has already conquered. It does not hold us. It does not confine us. It does not surround us. It cannot rob us of our freedom. Instead, we are called to live brightly, causing even the little pieces of darkness to shrink around us like this image. Don't be distracted by the appearance of your environment. I'll say that again. Don't be distracted by the appearance of your environment, but be faithful to the God that has already overcome it. Live your purpose and be faithful to your call. Live your purpose and be faithful to your call. You will find freedom in living your purpose and being faithful to your call. As many of you know, I teach a Bible study in Moore on Wednesday nights, and there's this young man, he's maybe 21 or 22, and the reality of it is he has a lot of promise before him, a lot of potential within him. He has resources on top of resources, surrounded by resources around him, but for whatever reason, he is not getting to the place that we all know he's capable of getting to. And when I was talking to him last week, this phrase came to mind, and I wrote it down, I think it applies really well here. And it simply is this, when your effort and devotion, when your effort, devotion and daily disciplines meet the standard of God, when your effort, devotion and daily disciplines meet the standard that God has set before you, the promises in your life will be unlocked. When your effort, devotion, and daily disciplines meet the standard of God that is set before you, the promises on your life will be unlocked. In short, when you are faithful with the little, God will make you ruler over the You see, we have to be so faithful to our purpose that we become purpose, and faithful is just what we do. Faithful to our purpose that we become purpose and faithful is just what we do. You see, just as the disciples became free the moment they accepted Jesus into their lives, just as the disciples were free long before they ever saw a jail cell, just as the disciples were free sitting in a place that said that they were not just as those disciples, those apostles of God found themselves in, in, in multiple situations where it appeared that they were under attack. Just as they could stand free in those areas, I admonish you, I, I, I tell you today that you too can be free. It, it, it's amazing how the enemy tries to shift our perception and give us these distractions that, that cause us to believe that we will be overtaken by the thing that God has already said we're free from. It's amazing how we can walk through this life and, and the enemy will surround us and cause this darkness to come against us. And in that moment, we forget. We forget that God is already bigger than anything that we could face. 
It is amazing that we would live a life of bondage when God has offered us freedom, that we would live a life that seems like we're confined when Jesus died on the cross so that we wouldn't have to. It's amazing that we live a life of shortcomings, not because that's what's been designed for us, but because we have chosen to walk away from that which God has freely given to us. Bow your heads with me. There are some of us in this room today that have allowed our circumstances, our situations, the things that we have faced, our hurts, uh, the, the, the things that people have said about us, the things that people have done to us, but we have allowed those things to hold us captive. We have allowed those things to distance us from our friends, from our relatives, from those that we know love us. We have allowed the, the circumstances, the environment around us to rob us of our peace, of our joy, and yes, of our freedom. But people of God, today is a great day to get free. It's a great day to let those things go. It's a great day to ask for forgiveness, but also to grant forgiveness. It's a great day. To have a talk with Jesus, tell him all about your troubles. The, the songwriter says, he will hear thy faintest cry and he will answer you by and by. You see, it, it is in these moments, in these, in these moments of, of silence, in these moments of prayer, that we begin to build a relationship that cannot be shaken by the environment that it surrounds us. The peace that you desire is just in front of you. Yes, this world can be chaotic at times, but that doesn't mean that your life has to be. The joy that you are seeking to live in is just in front of you. But you have to let go of the unforgiveness and you have to let go of the hatred that sometimes plagues your days. You see, freedom starts within, not without. So even as the the, the, the children's sermon said, those that were locked up were a lot freer than those that were standing guard. But it's because those that are locked up already knew where their strength was. They already knew where their purpose was. They already knew that God had worked it out. They already knew that the Lord God was on their side and there was nothing to fear. This is your moment. This is your opportunity. Most gracious God, Lord, we love you. We love you, God. We love you, God. We love you. We thank you, Lord, that you have stood by us and stood for us. We thank you, Lord, that you guard us on every side. We thank you, Lord, that all that the enemy can throw at us will not overtake us, for you have already lifted the standard, God. We are grateful that no matter what we may face, no matter what obstacle may be in our way, it does not surprise you and provision is already in place. God, we thank you for the victory even before the fight begins. And today we choose to live free, free from the bondage of sin, free from the bondage of, of unforgiveness, free from the bondage of hatred, free from, from the, the bondage of public opinion, Lord, and we seek only after you. God, let our daily discipline of prayer and supplication, let our daily effort 
Let our, our daily walk with you meet the standard in which you have set, God. For we know that the promises before us are great. God, we thank you for freedom. We thank you for joy. We thank you for love. God, we thank you for it all. In this moment, I pray that you have found the peace that God has offered. In this moment, I pray that you have found the freedom that God has extended. In this moment, I pray that this is not the last time that you bow your head and spend a little time with God this week. For I think you will find that even in the midst of the trials, even in the midst of the stuff, God has so much more for you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.